Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Recap, where the wine is as necessary as the chaos in our favorite shows. I'm one of your co-hosts, Princess, and today, Cece got me drinking in the middle of the day again. It's 2 p.m. It's 2 o'clock. It's 2 o'clock. Stop being a pussy. I'm drinking Woodridge. It's a Savion Blanc, and I believe Woodridge is like 11 and a half to 12 and a half percent, if I'm not mistaken, is the big bottle. Um, but that's what I have today. My name is Cece and I am the other co-host and I'm actually drinking Pinot Grigio by California Roots. If I'm not mistaken, Princess would know better than me is either 12.5 or 13.5%. Mm-hmm. Um, it is high percent. I'm okay <laughs> with drinking it today because I'm actually in the process of bleeding. So it ain't, I ain't got to worry about making. Are no we in today? We're so I spend too much time around these motherfuckers. Girl, my uh, mine hasn't started yet. I'm but the cramp started this morning. Like I know she's gonna be on like tonight or in the morning. Before we jump into tonight's show, I'm not even gonna start no damn tangents. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Rewind and Recap. That's R E W I N E A N D R E C A P. And oh, it's two twenty two. If you love listening to the show to the show and live tweeting with us, make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not sure if you can do it on Spotify, but Apple Podcasts for sure. Leave us five stars. Let us know that you love us. We also love to get feedback and suggestions from you guys. Thank you to everyone who has left us a review. We really love seeing those and reading them. They make they make us feel like we're not talking to ourselves. So appreciate you. Yes. Moving on. Also, before you keep playing, this is a double recap. So we're going to do a quick couples evaluation um, for our maths couples, who we think going to stay together, who we think not going to stay together and why. Then we're going to transition into our Potomac, Real Housewives of Potomac recap. So if you're not a fan of Potomac, you can head on out. But we will be covering two shows today. We're going to knock maths out first because if y'all with us, it's already kind of written on how this shit probably gonna end and i'm really tired of these bitches to be honest with you i'm tired the of it included i'm tired of alexa's face i don't want to see it no more so we're gonna make this kind of quick for y'all let's yes. start with mitch and kristen i'm gonna let you tear into them first i mean i just feel like mitch was not ready to be married I don't understand how someone who has never had a relationship can have an understanding of what marriage should look like and feel like. And the fact that he came from divorced parents, I mean, I came from divorced parents, so that's not really a jab at him. But for him to be 41 and have not seen a successful marriage and have divorced parents, I just don't understand why he has such expectations for Kristen because you never really fully got to see your mother be a wife. Mm. So I want Kristen to choose herself from last night's episode. She's still begging on her knees for Mm -hmm. Mitch to accept her. So I feel like Kristen is going to say yes. If she says no, it would definitely shock me (laughs) if she has a revelation in between, you know, the night them separating that night and then going into decision day, I would really be surprised. But yeah, I, um, I feel like Mitch is Mitch may say yeah I I don't know they're my question mark couple same Um, again I feel like Kristen should say no but 
she is desperate and ain't too much can get between a woman when she desperate for love and see I was feeling the same way watching this last night I was like this they really can go either way like Mm -hmm. I can see them both saying yes I can see her saying yes him saying no him saying yes her saying no like it it can go either way because I really feel like Mitch while he has very minimal if any relationship experience I do feel like he cares about Kristen he's an old dog and it would take a lot longer for him to unlearn his stubborn selfish ways and it's like Kristen girl you not a spring chicken as it is so do you have the time to put up with a 41 year old nigga trying to unlearn some shit maybe you should get you a 45 year old man who already there ready boom because you ain't got no time to waste or a 40 year old man who already like because you ain't got no time to waste and Mm so I despite that I feel like she's gonna say yes because she is a weak ass like she is oh I will take anything I can get from you just even the way she was talking in the episode like girl have some dignity you'll take any little bit that he'll give you like it just seems like she's just okay with being desperate and Except when Lindy caught her out, she was like, Kristen know what she needs and she's just willing to accept whatever. Basically, literally accepting crumbs from him. So my final answer is going to be that they're both going to say yes. But I think Mitch may realize it's not what he wants after the camera's cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's how I feel. I don't feel like they would last yeah I don't see lifetime no Mm. pun intended marriage for them (laughs) all right so Stasia and well Stasia girl we don't butcher her name all season I don't even give a fuck at this point because she just annoying bitch to me at this point (laughs) tell us how you really feel (laughs) she pissed me off last night ruining that fucking dinner she's so irritating the desperation to hear the words I love you when I feel like Nate has shown her even if he is afraid to say it that he loves her like this man don't want to got it the hell Sorry. you ain't gonna do not disturb <laughs> but um the fact that Nate has shown her that he loves her and well he has love for her the tattoo I feel like he has definitely fought to change how he is mm-hmm. in regards to going to therapy. Although we see that some parts of the therapy are not working. It's only been seven weeks. I've been going to therapy for years and, and clearly. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Yeah. I feel like for me, actions versus words, I will take actions over words Mm -hmm. you do still need to hear them because they are comforting yeah but expecting that out of somebody in two months when people can be in relationships talking or dealing with each other wow yeah for hell year more months sometimes a year before they even say the words feel comfortable saying i love you Mm mm-hmm you know in the gestures and how somebody shows up for you how they check in on you how they care for you if they have love for you even if they don't say it and maybe this isn't a good example because it's like it's family 
Um, but I feel like with my family, they're not a family that says, I love you. Like, it was very weird for me to hear people say, I love you until my mom and my stepfather that passed away um, started dating. Like his family was very much hugging and cheek kisses and I love you. And for me, it was just like, oh, why you got your spit on my cheek? Like mm-hmm. affection just made me uncomfortable. And it was because I was so conditioned to not getting that from my mm-hmm. family that I didn't understand it. But I know that like my family loves me sometimes I guess you know what I'm saying yes they love you it's like and I know that my friends love me and I feel like to be honest like um you Jay um when like the closer that Taylor and I got because we definitely obviously used to be a lot tighter than what we were because she was my client first and then you know her and her mom have literally been coming to me since she's been 16 and she's what 25 now Mm-hmm. So, like, even when she would tell me that she loved me, I'd be like, like, just what? Like, mm-hmm. it was, it's just weird for me for affection. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like even when I wouldn't say it, I don't think that she thought that I didn't have love for her. I didn't mm-hmm. care for her. And like, even now, like, to just hear myself saying it, sometimes saying it first to like you and Jay, I'd be like, bitch, am I growing? everybody doesn't have the same upbringing so sometimes being able to vocalize I love you can be difficult or weird for people it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they don't love you exactly and the fact that you keep pushing this fucking issue you cannot measure love on a fucking scale do you know how many niggas lie to women every day and say that they love them and cheat on them and beat their ass and do all of this other shit the complete opposite of what Nate has done for you Mm -hmm. but he said he loved you though so I guess it counts for something like girl like and I'm gonna say this and I'm going to let you have the floor. Mm-hmm. She mentioned in a preview, like a little sneak peek, because we didn't really get a, a real preview of Mavs, where she was like, something, 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 his mommy issues. And you? I said, Girl, get your daddy issues. You didn't have a daddy around to tell you that he loved you. And that's why you want Nate to vocalize that. His mom leaving him, he's dead ass wrong for pushing off his mommy mm. issues on you as far as the whole children thing. But for you to come out your mouth and say something about mommy issues and you've been vocal about the fact that your dad has left you and that's fucked with your trust and like the ways that you show love to men and now you can't get Nate to say he loves you, girl, that's your daddy issues showing up. Yeah. How dare you? Yep. Like, I feel like if we gonna gonna do tick for tack, you know, I like accountability. Nate is wrong. We hold Nate accountable. But Mm -hmm. baby, let's call a spade a spade. All of them. I understand how you could see his his mommy issues, but you can't see your daddy issues still seeping through. Your need to control comes from you not being able to control the fact that your father left you. Girl! About every man that you allow into your space and around you because of what you've experienced. And I can only call uh, Stasia out because at one point I did that. Sorry, Dad, if you ever hear this episode, you shouldn't be listening to this. I'll be talking very vulgar on here, and you don't want to see your child in that light. But anyways, I I guess I can speak on it because my dad and I are like repairing our relationship. But my dad was not someone who I felt like I could really 
depend on. He would say that he would do a lot of things, but if he wasn't right there in the moment, I feel like if I had to call him, it was going to lead to me being disappointed, Mm -hmm. which is why when I say I date until today, I'm just like, I don't want to date no broke man. I want to date a man that got all of his own shit. I don't want to take, I don't want to deal with somebody who like the basic necessities, like you having transportation, you having a roof over your head, you being able to cook, you can't do that shit for yourself. I don't want a man like that Mm -hmm. because I'm coming to you whole because who else can I rely on but me? And I feel like because of the shit, like not feeling like I could count on my dad to be there in that moment. Like if I call him, he will drop what he's doing to come to my rescue. That has tainted the ways in which I trust men. Am I trying to get better about how I maneuver those situations? Absolutely. But I'm also not dating and having to put my trust in a man. But before it even touches that man and him having to feel it, I can check myself and realize like this person that I'm dating is not my father. So I need to give them grace while also letting them know that this is what I've gone through. And I think that Nate has done an amazing job communicating what he needs and how he feels. And it's like, Sasha, don't hear him, mm-hmm. but she hears him saying something that because she doesn't agree with it, she's trying to invalidate his feelings. And it's just, it's, it's just too much. It's too mm-hmm. much. Like I'm tired of hearing. So where are we at with this love thing? Yeah. So no, it legit was going her. in circles. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't love you right now. Mm-hmm. Say that. This again. isn't helping. Stand on your motherfucking, stand on them 10 toes, nigga. And them braids. I feel oh, like you already gathered back. her. You already gathered her. So I'm gonna just, you know, kind of pick up what's left. I really feel like she is obsessed with perfection. And like you said, it is literally a direct root of her lack of a relationship with her father. And so it's her need to control everything. She can't control that relationship. She never had the picture perfect traditional father-daughter love. So you know what? I'm gonna create that somewhere and it's gonna be on my time, my way. Mm-hmm in my life and how I want it to be and it's like that's not realistic sis you can't control nobody else you literally cannot control Nate's emotions Nate's heart Nate's like choices their choices like you you just you can't do that like I don't understand why that's not clicking for her and it legit was a conversation that was only going in circles like Nate was literally clearly like you said communicating why he's not in that space yet but he's literally doing everything to work towards it. And she was like, well, I, I just don't see why you can't say it. I just, well, I think that's, I'm just trying to, you know, see if that's what we're working towards. Bitch, that's not what you originally was asking about. You was trying to get him to say it. And when he told your ass, basically, fuck you and I don't love you. Now you want to try to backpedal and say, no, I just want to know if that's what we're working towards. He already told you that he's working towards that, but you, you don't want to be patient enough to wait to hear it. You want to hear it right now. You need it before decision day, before he can come in your house. And I don't blame Nate for having second thoughts about moving in that bitch house because it feels like a threat. It feels like an indirect underlying threat of like, if you can't say you love me, well, I don't want to be with you. And I feel like during the decision day discussion is when she's going to have her little temper tantrum moment. Talk about mommy issues and anger and isolation and all this different shit. Bitch, shut up. Nate has done nothing but be supportive. He has gone to fucking therapy. This nigga got a fucking tattoo, bitch, to show you that he's committed. What else do you need? He's doing everything to show you. I may not be verbally in a place to say I love you and mean it or I love you and not feel weird. He probably wants to say it and feel like 
okay because he's been able to work through his feelings work through his own trauma and like you said while him pushing you know his views about kids and stuff on her was very wrong because I do feel like that was rooted in abandonment and stuff I do feel like Nate is doing the work to try to work through his issues and you have to give people time people need time to work through that shit and then she wanted to say you're not using the tools you're not using the tools when we're having those moments bitch when you started to be a fucking realtor, the next day, did you go sell a house like immediately? Probably fucking not. It probably took her a while to apply the shit that she learned as a realtor. Maybe, maybe be mentored by somebody else. Learn the ropes. Get used to the market. Shit that you learned, whether it was just a day ago or a week ago, you're not going to automatically start implementing it perfectly right in that moment. And it sounds like he came to her later and was like, trying to implement the tools and right his wrongs and correct his behavior. But because it wasn't Stasia's time, it didn't don't count. It, it didn't and then she kept poking, poking, poking. Literally, verbally. literally and you poking think, him. And Stasia is one of those people who I cannot stand it. They think that when they try to be nice, nasty to you and they talk to you mm-hmm. and they say it, mm-hmm. that it doesn't have the same impact because they not like, man, you got me fucked up. It's, it's like, like yeah, I know. It's still yeah. the same sentiment mm-hmm. because like you're trying that- to be condescending and you're still invalidating. It's very like, yes. Uh, mm. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. So let's hold it here because we have some live action right now in our mentions. Oh. So this is pertaining to states. Got they gonna be state today? Goddamn, y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> um, when so someone tweeted and they said, "I feel like Nate never heard of babysitters." And so I quoted, "I was like, his mama probably left him with a babysitter and never came back, so he's triggered." Because y'all know Nate's mom left him, and it's like sarcasm. So we had a um, well, they don't follow us, so they're not a listener. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. um they said so she said and he should have dealt with this in therapy instead of signing up to be on reality tv show where he has to marry a stranger i can't stand that man now this is where i have to come in and put my nate cape on because i feel like in the beginning a lot of y'all was very judgy oh he a scammer he broke he this he that and i let me tell you, you be acting broke sometimes. it might have been for the wrong reason yeah but i always been team nate Right, always, <laughs> always been teammates from ep- from episode one. The same Baby. way this the way I've hated Miguel since episode one. I have not swayed with the two of them at all. No, I ain't swayed with Nate. Miguel so, surprised me. With with Nate, I can't ever say that I can't stand him. I definitely see how his mother's trauma is coming up, but. For this sentiment towards the tweet, I just tweeted her back and I was like, Stasia should have done the same for her daddy issues too, because how she handles him is a reflection of that. Like we see both sides of the coin. Yep. Like, are we really gonna just blame Nate? Because constantly having somebody who you just met seven weeks ago asking you if you love them and then also wanting you to give up the freedom of having a place that's your own to come live with them. But if you don't tell them that you love them, it's a possibility you could be homeless. And I want to address this too. Yeah, my Nate cape is super tight. Let me go ahead and, and tie it a little bit tighter. Probably choke me a little bit more. You know, Nate yeah. like to choke too. I saw a tweet that said something about, oh, I knew Nate was homeless. And it's like, I get it for, I get it for kicks and giggles. I do think that that is Nate's apartment. Him saying that he's going to be homeless and he's not going to have anywhere to go is because why the fuck would he 
keep a lease and keep paying rent if he's going to go live with Stasha. If he's going to move in with her, he is going to be homeless because he's not going to have a place. He's still going to have to go run credit, go get a whole nother apartment. So in that sentiment, that's what I took from that. Not, oh, this ain't my place. And, oh, I got a nice shiny house to go live in. I think that if it wasn't his place, he would feel even, he would feel less, he would be more likely to tell her that he loved her if that was an Airbnb and that wasn't his real apartment. Because at the end of the day, one thing about a hobosexual, they're going to tell you what they need, what you need to hear to be able to lay their head somewhere. The fact that he is mm -hmm. going against the grain and he's not saying, oh, I love you because I know that that's what this bitch needs to hear for me to, um, for me to, um, what's what I'm looking for? That's what I need to hear for me to be able to have a place to lay my head at. Mm hmm lets me know that Nate is capable of taking care of himself. He just does not want to feel pushed. Yeah. And I feel like that's exactly what she's doing. I agree. I definitely feel like Sasha, um, I don't feel like anything Nate does is really ever going to be enough, to be honest, because people like that who chase after perfection, there's never like a limit because nothing's ever perfect for real. And so it's always going to be something else you can do, something, some other way that you can tighten up some other way that you can you know look better or make them look better and so <coughs> excuse me until Stasha like you said also deals with her issues because it can't just be Nate holding himself accountable they're never really going to be happy and that's why I feel like with them it's also a toss-up as well because Nate says something like I choose happiness over being in a marriage where I'm unhappy any day baby and I'm gonna choose I'm gonna choose my happiness over this marriage sitting in that bed with them old little ass lips Looking like, oh, oh now you scared. Read yeah. her the fuck yeah. down, poo-poo. Read her down. So I really you feel mean? like it's hard. Like, all these couples could honestly go either way. Because with her reading all that's like Alexis and Justin. No, I feel like Justin, he pussy. He probably gonna say yes. Um, I feel like because she read off that list and shit, mommy issues, like, she was real rude. And so, I don't know if Nate goes first and then she show her ass so she can say no, or if she go first to show her ass and Nate is already like, oh, I got a no ready for your ass anyway. I, I don't know. Like, that's the one where I'm like, because at first I was like, oh, you know, we thought Stashi and Nate were the given couple that's going to make it. They're going to say, yes, it's a done deal. Now I'm looking like, I feel like Nate fed up. I mm -hmm. feel like Stasha ain't never fucking satisfied. And they both might need some more therapy before revisiting a relationship with each other or a relationship period, to be honest. So yeah, I, I don't know with this one. I feel like this one can go either way. And if I feel like Nate could probably wake up and want to push through and fix their problems, she can maybe feel like she want to fix their problems. I don't fucking know. I don't have a definite answer for this one. I'm just, I hope that Nate and his bangs are set free. Because the way that Man. Samira is stressing the Tia out over there. Child. I just, Lisa Landry and Ray Campbell ain't connect them at the mall for all this. I'm just, I'm very tired of. Did you like, shut the fuck up? <laughs> she just. 
friend the level of frustration i felt and then that dramatic ass trigger warning because he is under sexual assault allegations but that's exactly what it remind me of oh yeah and that fucking can't help but wait trey song slide down the door when nate walked out girl get your dramatic ass up get your dramatic mm-hmm. ass up stasha when nate left out the door and he ain't say shit to her after spending their last day together to leave mm-hmm. for a decision day to have that day by himself and she closed the door and slid down oh i didn't catch that have you ever seen can't help but wait pre-allegations where he take that do-rag off and he climbed down the walk yeah like that's what <laughs> that's what Stasha was giving I was gonna post to me but I was like let me not get us canceled because you know you never know oh yeah yeah, yeah I got you guys so just like yeah that, yeah I can't yeah so, no nah, don't do that so um, yeah I just girl godspeed to Nate because Stasha I'm just gonna say it sis I understand why you are 37 with no children and no man and just a career to come home to and your plain ass furniture. You are Dream. insufferable as fuck. Where's sis. the color? That's why her life's so damn bland. You ain't ever seen Pocahontas, bitch? No <sighs> colors in the damn wind. Just <laughs> a fucking her house gives. It's nice and it's aesthetically pleasing because you know the influencer girls love a clean, neutral yeah, aesthetic. But, that's but not it's a giving home, like it's giving Lay's Plains potato chip. Damn, bitch, put a piece of plastic on the floor, a little piece of a gum wrapper you forgot to pick up or something. God damn, wrapper. bitch, get home some character. Paint a wall, please. Girl. Like do something. Can we get an accent wall at least? Something we thought Nate different. painting hers is gonna calm her down, but clearly not. Yeah. Lindy and Miguel, so they also have had a very tumultuous last couple of weeks. Um, I hope that Lindy says no. I feel like she's definitely leaning towards a no, but I also feel like she's so committed to marriage and she sees marriage as like a commitment. You make it work, blah, 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 that she could Mm -hmm. also say yes. Now, Miguel's ass, I... feel like he cares about Lindy. He loves Lindy. But I don't know if he can really handle Lindy for real. Like even if they both say yes. Yeah, even if they both say yes, I can see it being like a reunion. Oh, we got a divorce. We're separated type of announcement. Because it's just like, once some cameras leave and real life star and ain't no real buffers, you can't call no producers like, that's mm-hmm. when the shit get real. And I don't feel like they can really, because Lindy be having her outburst and he be having his outburst. And I don't even know how to understand each other in those moments. So it's like, even if they say yes on decision day, which they probably will, I feel like those two like try to work through and like, let's push through. It ain't gonna last. Girl. It's not. They're, they're too different. They're too different to the point where it's like, it's, it's, they're too far on the spectrum for them to come to the middle. They have to move too much to get to the middle. They're both mm-hmm. very extreme in their behavior and personalities and things like it's it's too much. I agree. I hate Miguel, so I really don't have much to say. I want her to choose herself. I feel like she should mm-hmm. choose herself, and she it, she definitely needs more therapy in regards to um, healing 
the things she's gone through in childhood, do I think that she is incapable of receiving or being in love or experiencing love with somebody? Absolutely not. Again, however, I do feel like she does need to um, learn to regulate her emotions better Mm -hmm. because now is at a point where it's like, we hear you when you're spazzing, understanding that you're spazzing, but at what point do you acknowledge those triggers that your that your spazzing is about to happen and self-regulate mm-hmm. this may not be best but when i feel like i'm about to spiral a spaz i take a nap yep let me just lay it on down but let me just lay it on down yesterday was one of them days i had to just i had to just come home and just rest mm-hmm. just rest that's good for you because nobody's gonna want to put up with that you do it once and we talk about it okay but you keep doing it girl now I'm getting tired now I keep putting Mm -hmm. up with it and keep listening to your excuses then I'm gonna start to resent you and it's like Miguel is a dickhead but I definitely understand how it can be a lot to deal with her but at the same time Miguel is a dickhead so I can understand why sometimes Lindy might spaz so I'm with you. I think that they need to go their separate ways because it's just, it's too much. It's too intense. And I don't think that Miguel is man enough or has the patience to handle someone like Lindy. So he might be a Bob the Builder situation where like when Lindy goes back and watches this show and she sees how she's acting, maybe she will enroll in some therapy to try to mm-hmm. regulate, maybe get on some- to help regulate her emotions and like because it it may really be a chemical imbalance in her brain not gonna hold you from the way that she goes from zero to ten and then regulate and then she gets back out into these san diego streets and decides to date and then find the love of her life yeah so hmm, i don't think they should stay together you know who i think would have been perfect for lindy if he would have said no on decision day y'all remember um that kooky quirky couple from the new orleans cast hold on let me look them up real quick they stayed together and they were so perfectly matched they were so kooky the woman made more than him though and um i think he just like worked in theater and she was like in medicine i think um here it is woody he's a teacher and no that's the black couple what's the white people name y'all know who i'm talking about anyways had they said no they would have been perfect together. Lenny would have been perfect for that little nerdy ass man. But of course that's wrong to say because he did stay with his wife. Um, it's Amelia and Bennett. There you go. They're so cute. Their energy is so high. They're so goofy. They're so weird. Why didn't they just match Lindy with somebody like that? And my thing, and that's why I'm saying they losing recipes because back in the day, Mavs used to know how to match a bitch and a nigga together. Like Amelia and Bennett, this is weird but you would think they were like brother and sister or something because they're so similar similar personalities they had their issues but like they were they were such a fun couple like they rarely had arguments and things like that on the show it was an obvious yes on decision day they just had so much fun together they were weird weird outfits weird games just cute built forts together in the damn apartment just cute and i feel like had they given lindy someone like that who matched her energy had that fun personality, but still kind of had some type of grounding and balance to keep her level. I think that would have been good for her. They gonna give her a scientific nigga 
like Miguel. It just don't match. And I think that was like season 11. This is season 15. They really, and that was New Orleans was a good season. I think only one or two of those couples got divorced. And the couples that said yes are still married today. And one of them got a baby. So it's like, they really used to do a really good job. And I just think sometimes now, like you said, in the last like three seasons or four seasons, it's been a lot of trauma bonding instead of like Mm -hmm. real, like, nah, these two will click, you know? So I don't know. That was just a random thought I had. Y'all let me know what you think. Had Lindy been paired with like another Bennett, you know? I think that would have been so like magical. That would have been perfect for her. But um, I don't know. I ain't got no commentary because I only seen two seasons of Mavs. I understand the the maths <laughs> listeners know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, Justin and fucking Alexis, I I, I feel like because if I speak, they're gonna turn this off. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Justin's gonna cry. We haven't seen him cry in a while. I feel like decision day will be that day. I think the last times we've really seen him cry have been all been in regards to Maya. Warranted um I do feel like while Justin is or was for that fucking matter starting to peep game somehow he let himself and his mom talk him out of like his real feelings like nah nigga you was you was on the money like you this was the point and you was riding that shit like you finally figured out that she was playing the fuck out of you like you had it right like you weren't overthinking this time and I hate that I couldn't like reach through, reach through the tv and tell him that because he was like sometimes I don't know when I'm overthinking and when I'm not because you know us as overthinkers we had that problem sometimes you got to try to decipher what's real and what's like fake I get that but this Justin figured it out last week and it's like in one week he dispelled everything that like his gut was telling him the truth about Alexis playing you. She's not attracted to you. You giving up your dog for nothing. What's not clicking? And like he went, had one talk with his mom, sat down with Alexis for this damn romantic dinner, which I don't know why he did, and was like, I'm overthinking. I'm getting in my own head. You know, I I, I can't be emotional. And I, you're right. You know, it's me. I'm the one. You know, just overthinking. Nigga manipulating himself. What you doing? And she's sitting there eating the shit up like I got him. I fucking got him. Bitch. Now I can say no. Now I can say no without without feeling guilty about it. Right. Because now he just told me exactly why the fuck I'ma say why I'ma say no. When that's really not the reason why your ass gonna say no. It's really because you're not attracted to him, but he just gave you a reason that you that you can use that reason instead of acknowledging the real reason. Oh bitch. I have so many points for Justin. Just Justin. I think Alexis Alexis. is a habitual manipulator, liar, a bitch, a mean girl. I I don't like her. I don't like her spirit. And he literally went through all that just for her to go in the confessional and say, we might just be better off as friends. Bitch. The dinner was your time to say that, not us to the motherfucking camera. You were supposed to tell Justin that I love you, but I feel like we may be better officer. You should have said that to him. Like, what the fuck? I, mm, I just, it's definitely going to be a no from Alexis off fucking rip. If you don't realize that by now, y'all, she going to say no. Justin definitely is going to say yes. He is pussyfoot, pushover, 
no confidence. He needs to find himself because I think all this second guessing. And he's too grown to be that lost. Too grown to be that lost. All this second guessing, low self-esteem, low confidence. And it's, it's doubting, making him doubt his, that little voice in his head, that gut voice that be trying to tell you what the fuck is going on. He can't even mm-hmm. hear that motherfucker because he's so like low on confidence. I'm ready for it to be over. He gonna say yes. She gonna say no. He gonna be heartbroken. It is what it is. Somebody tweeted us today and was like, he need to stroll up in there with Maya and say, we don't need you, bitch. (laughs) Or something to that effect. And I was like, I would love for Justin to choose that level of violence, but he not gonna do that. I would definitely stroll up in there with my fucking dog. Bitch, you thought thought I was feeling you? (laughs) Bitch. That nigga much. So here are my points that I have for um got a list i got some points for justin yes i do you giving up maya under the assumption that alexis is going to tell you yes was stupid i thought you gave her up well yeah Mm -hmm. under the assumption that she was saying yes but i would have gave her an ultimatum you don't know what you want to do right now i put her in training I have a friend who wants a dog and Maya really loves him. So I'm going to give my dog to my friend temporarily because I don't know what you're going to say. And I don't want to give away my child, my comfort pet. If you don't know what you want to do, this is in no means by me rushing you, but I have, this is a permanent decision. I need to give Maya a temporary home. To do that, saying that you thought she said yes when you was just saying the episode before, and then the ep- that actual episode after you gave Maya up, that you haven't felt wanted by Alexis. Let me tell you something. Any, any relationship in my life, whether it's family, business, romantic, friendship, anything that got a question mark over it, for me, I'm not making no fucking permanent decisions. It might be a halt, it might be a pause, it might be a wait a minute, but a permanent decision over a relationship that has a question mark, absolutely the fuck not. Mm-hmm. So that was your bad for being a fucking pushover. It was also his mom knowing that he's a loser and that he can't perform in bed and saying how he need to be freakier. Basically, Girl. your mama told you you're not hitting that shit right. That's why Alexis is running over you. That was so weird. Very embarrassing. I don't care how close I get with my child. I'm close with my siblings. I don't ever want to know what you're doing behind closed doors. Ever. I mean, I have talked to my mom about sex toys and stuff. Like, me and my mom have got, like, a loop. But I feel like that's my mom. Like, it's woman to woman. This is, like, son to mom. Like, I can see you know, niggas' relationship with their mom would be weird. I would definitely never talk to my dad about no sex toys. I would definitely never talk to him about no sex toys or like, you know, what I'm doing in the bedroom, how I feel like I'm performing. Now, would I probably talk to my mom about like, so, yeah, because I mean, that's a woman. That's my mom. Like, I, I don't feel yeah, that I bad. I don't trust neither one of my parents that much. <laughs> I understand. And I mean, it's never like explicit, like, oh, we doing dog that. Like, it's just like, we'll just, you know, make cute little girly jokes about sex. You know, it's it's just like girl talk, but not like, I don't think my parents even be wanting to talk to me about fucking. 
I don't know if it's because they it's know not how about to fucking it, like period, but like I don't know how to yeah. say it. like no, I get what you're saying because I see yeah. Yeah, I, I see the relationship between parents that actually get along with kids that get along with their parents. So I know what you mean. And it's I mean, no, I am saying that, you know, I yeah, exactly yeah. what I I see the conversation and how it can be brought up between kids that actually have that type of relationship with their parents. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's because my parents probably know how they are behind closed doors and like she's a part of me. So is right. she a fraction of how I how I am? Right. I want to know. <laughs> and they're right. I probably yeah, I probably man. see because young and spring chicken and a bad bitch. Girl. So you know, and I'm way more open-minded. Hello. So yeah, that was very weird. Like, why your mama know that? It was just also being a, a passenger princess in these go karts. You are the man. Why you got this bitch driving you? The passenger. <laughs> you in the back, wee wee. In this go kart, like oh, like he just. I y'all, I'm so sorry, but I just hate a corny ass nigga. Oh my god, I ain't gonna hold you. I would, I probably would have wanted to drive it too. Yeah. No, like when me and Jordan did eight the uh, off roading in Aruba, like mm-hmm. I drove first and then he drove. Like we both took time. Alexis drove the whole time, princess. That's the difference. I understand you're trying to give him some grace, but that nigga was being a passenger princess. Okay, little little pee pee. Like he just he's so corny, and I hate to hear him say, I know, girl. like you spent too much damn time with your mama and your aunties. Like, that shit makes me cringe. He is just not a manly man. And that doesn't give Alexis the right to be mean to him, to be honest. I would have rather her at the aisle been like, yep, so can I do this 50 grand in, like, quad pay installments? How can I do this? Can I take, like, how do I give y'all back this money? Because this ain't gonna work for me. It's not. It ain't shit them experts could say to me if I signed up for this show and somebody walked down the aisle that I was not attracted to or they had things about that. Fuck it. And then also Alexis, where she said, I can't comfort your overthinking if you don't let me in your thoughts. When she said that, I wanted to pluck that bitch in between her eyebrows. When Justin tells you what the fuck he means when he's not being flustered while doing it, you immediately cut him off and try to redirect his words and tell him what he means. And then when he isn't being flustered and saying what he means and you don't agree with it, you shut it down and invalidate that that's not happening or you're not behaving in that way or you're not understanding. So don't try to act like when he get in that overthinking mode, which he's really not overthinking. He's responding to your actions towards him and you trying to gaslight him is what I feel like sends him into confusion. When she said that, I'm just like, you just, you're a very nasty ass person. And what I'm hoping for Alexis, even though I don't like her, I don't like Isaac as either. But I feel like having to hear our fucking mouths, not necessarily us in particular, but like the fans of the show and see the tweets and how bad we came down on him and then having to then turn around and watch the way that he treated Katina on the show. I'm hoping that the same happens for Alexis if she even has any type of accountability. But I feel like if Isaac can do it, she definitely should be capable of doing it, seeing herself and being like, damn. I was a hot ass mess. There, that was a, there was a lot of things that I didn't need to say 
that I said out of my mouth because I feel like Isaac did feel real remorse after he had to deal with the backlash of the way he showed his ass towards Katina on the show. Mm-hmm. Alexis just don't ever know when to shut the fuck up. Yep. Also, so I'm done with my piece. I feel like Justin is going to say yes. I hope he hold his nuts and say no, but I I don't have much from Grandma Gertrude mm-hmm. in that lip. I made a comment last night because I don't know about y'all, but I am getting bored. So I want y'all to hear, hear, hear it here first. And we did tweet it last night. Lifetime need to switch it up. And I, if they ask to switch it up, I do want them to give Rewind and re, uh, not Rewind and Repodcast, Rewind and Recap Podcast credit because they need to start doing spouse swaps. I would love to see a spouse swap. After four weeks, let's like switch, switch that shit up. Like the ultimatum, mm-hmm. you know, the ultimatum. They give you a new partner. You see if there's maybe someone else that piqued your interest and try it out. Because sometimes you got to realize what you got. You got to see what's out there to realize what you got. And I do think, you know, it may be a little more work for the experts to try to find people who are not only matched with one person, but also matched with another in the group. But I do feel like that would shake things up. That would be fun. It would give us new perspective. It would give the partners new perspective. Like, wow, like, I get along really well with this person. It's easier for me to receive constructive criticism from this person because we vibe so well. Maybe this is the person for me. I just, I want to see something else. It's been 15 seasons of some great pairings and some not so great pairings. And I do feel like people like Chris from the previous season, Ben, they've been cheated out of their experience because that one person was not willing to do the work. That one person gave up on them. That one person came in with a very warped view of what marriage is supposed to be. So now their experience is just over. Even though they're ready for marriage, they're ready for love. They're ready to see how things could go. I think those people deserve a chance, another chance halfway through the season where they could be matched with someone else and, you know, swapped around. Like, oh, damn, like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need over here. Like, fuck, mm-hmm. like, I like this. And the other person's like, yeah, I like you more than I like my nigga too. And it's just like, those people can then have a better experience because shit, Stasha probably needed Miguel. I don't fucking know. But I just feel like that would really give the show some flair because this show has been around for a long time. I think it's time for like a new twist, a shakeup, something to add some spice to the show because it's getting to a point where it just feels so routine. The same activities, the same childhood, write a letter to your childhood self, the same, the same. It's they like- need to let us restructure the show. I'm trying to figure for out- For real. And I'm saying it here first because I want to have this shit on record. So if y'all see some fucking changes, I really, I want to talk to Lifetime myself. But that's really all I wanted to say. I think next season should be a little rebranded, restructured let's do some different shit because I I hate seeing good people who come on this show for love get shitty ass partners like Alyssa, Morgan, Katina, uh, Katina, uh, Isaac, Michael, Michael, people like fucking Jasmine who are just terrible. I can can only speak on two seasons. Oh my God. The cheating ass nigga from the last season that I was telling you about who bought his ex a fucking Mercedes and got her pregnant. Don't motherfuckers like it needs to be a chance for people who are ready for love and come on the show for the right reasons to have a chance to have a match with somebody fucking else. So that's my two cents on that. Kiara, um, who was on our spaces, did at us and wanted us to say something about Monique and Chris and this alleged separation before we head into Potomac. Okay, I had that at the end for the preview. 
Oh, really? Potomac thing. Yeah. For like Monique and Chris? Yes, at Monique and Chris, part listeners request. Oh, bitch. Oh, oh. Boom. We're going to do it then. All right. So I'm going to hand it over to you for Potomac. All right, bitches. Saddle up. <laughs> so Potomac, the cherry blossoms are fucking back. And Giselle is still getting on my motherfucking nerves. We start off where we left off at, at the spring party. And it's like Robin getting buck with Mia and like her friend about her illness and was like, no, no, we not going to sit here and act like me and Giselle was the only people that had something to say. I don't know if Juan started letting her strap him or what but this extra testosterone that robin got on her motherfucking chest this season i don't understand where it came from i was a little like Like, i'm glad to hear you have a voice but let's tone that motherfucker down bitch you're not gonna talk to me like i'm a child i'm happy for you so you're mad at me for saying something about a scary moment that I experienced with my health and because I didn't fucking clarify with the green eye bandits who are not my friends, who are not the reason why I'm on this show, I owe you bitches an explanation about what the fuck I said. Now I do get in that sentiment again because Mia do like to lie a lot. Mia is a very exaggerated person. So I, I get it. It seemed weird to be so obsessive about her posts. Like it, it just seems so yeah. And making it such a big deal. But like yeah. that's just who Giselle is, period. And once again, Robin being her lapdog and being the person that's having to come out her mouth and pop off at everybody else about why something is going a certain way and who said what and we weren't the only people and rah, rah, rah. Because my thing is, you weren't even the person that was being attacked. But you watch your friend who, at the time, this is why, let me tell y'all something. This is why, and this, I'm not even projecting, this is like some shit that didn't happen to me recently. This is why you need to shut the fuck up speaking to people who you don't really know about shit because defending certain people when you don't know when they played the villain or the shit that they've said to other people will have you out here looking fucking stupid Giselle literally walked up to Mia and asked her so is this what cancer no cancer looks like that's not how you approach me when you're concerned about my health so for Robin to be doing all that rah-rah popping off and running her fucking mouth on Giselle's behalf it's just like you weren't even here to mm-hmm. understand the 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 level in which why it got to that point when you walked in. Exactly. I feel like Karen was playing both sides. Absolutely. It's like this is my friend. I do kind of feel that way, but I'm not saying that. But it was like, and Robin the type of bitch that'll throw you under the bus. My thing is, you could have shut the fuck up and nobody else's name had to come up. But for you to be like, Candace says son, Ashley says son, I says son, can't it? Like, girl, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Please. It was Please. a lot. And I feel Please. like Robin and just gave the understand- whole thing too much. Yeah. Like, why did it deserve that much energy? Mm-hmm. You literally inserted yourself in there. You walked in after the conversation. It already and the crazy, the crazy part about it is, 
Mia's energy was only directed towards Giselle as it mm-hmm. should have been because Giselle was the one that came at her crazy. So the fact that you inserted yourself and had the nerve to be mm, about it is just like, girl, shut the fuck up. Karen. Karen and this damn Sharice, like, she, when I tell you she is not fucking with Sharice, it was very dry, like, yeah like that fake ass auntie shit mm, yeah miss she would love you too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like karen hate her and to be honest i'm trying to remember it's been so long since i've seen sharice um i don't know why the fuck they brought her back she's such a fucking snooze fuck fest, but also equally annoying did you notice um, they both had on those fendi outfits girl i i tweeted and i said not uh karen and sharice and they're looking like a gender reveal twin and them girl it's given is it a boy or is it a girl like Ooh, I can't. girl it's definitely not Sharice boring ass it's damn sure but I, I so, feel what Robin is saying though like I because I don't know if Robin was on watch what happens live or someone asked her in the confessional on the actual show it might have been the actual show I do feel like Sharice is the real grandom but she don't act like it Karen embodies what a grandom is but Karen ain't really like as connected as Sharice like Sharice is really the real nucleus of this group she brought everybody together like she got all the fucking connections, like definitely had more money than Karen, if not still do. But Karen, she got the personality. Like you can't help but be like, nah, this is the grand on because she got mm-hmm. that energy that Sharice just doesn't have. But hey, wealth whispers and, you know, money jingles. So maybe Sharice is just, you know, she knows she got it. She don't need to do too much. She boring as hell. So she definitely fit the, the she definitely was girl. <laughs> yeah a boring bitch yeah anyways um it was robin inviting sharice knowing that her and karen had issues i'm just telling you right now if you know i got a problem with a bitch and you're supposed to be my friend and you invite them i'm putting the both of y'all out i don't give a fuck how bothered it make me feel it's just a bullet point about katie i don't care I'm just, I'm over it because I feel like Robin, if you know, like, this is her event, the proper thing to do would have been, hey, Karen, Sharice and I are still really connected. Um, I know this is a spring event. I just want to ask you because this is your event. I know y'all had y'all differences. I haven't talked to her about whether or not y'all speaking again. She may have in a previous episode, but, you know, she and I are supposed to hang out. Is it okay with you if she comes or if you feel away? Because I don't want to make you uncomfortable or uneasy at your own event. I feel like I the lack of care that these women show for the people that they call their friends is just insane. It's I said this about basketball wives too. It's literally like, let's have lunch and let's fight. That's it's what these weird. shows are about. They're not real, like, real they're not weird. friends. Yeah. Bitch, y'all are a franchise. Y'all were pieced together and it shows. Mm-hmm. It fucking shows. So, yeah, I thought that that was very messy. Mm-hmm. Now, Mia, baby, this is where you lost me. Talking about you was doing God's work through sharing your story. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> okay. That's what I just said. Okay. Mia. Now, see, whatever, this is what they be talking about. This is what they be whatever, talking about. Whatever is on your heart, baby. Whatever's on your heart. Her haircut look good, though. Katie has beautiful bone structure. I just feel Does. like... Candace said she came in here with a bald head and green and eyes. And you could never do it. 
I said, I wish I could see Giselle with a bald head. Could never I rock see that. it. I bless her heart. I just wish Katie had on a different outfit and not them eyes. Because had she had on a nice suit, spring colored suit, like a pink or a green with that haircut, nice little fade, because it was looking a little like she got it done like three weeks ago. It was, if she got or it she done did, at all, like she did it at home, up. like she did a Britney Spears at home. Clean up that haircut, get a fade, put a suit on that tall bitch. Katie would ate all them hoes up. But the way she ran up in there, like Holiday Heart, looking for some. I got the body, Holiday. I got the body. It made it a little scary. Like I wanted her to eat, but she didn't. Ashley and Candace reconciling. I never thought I would see today. And let me go on record and say this, and I really hope that I don't have to take these words back. I said, Am I starting to grow a soft spot for Candy Girl? Because y'all know I hate her down. I don't hate Candace. I just think she's childish a lot of She's very nasty. She has a lot of mouth. We have not seen if her hands can work yet. And those type of people who like to try to insult with words but cannot fight or feel like I don't fight because I can weaponize my words are just the worst type of people. Yeah. I have to compare Candace to Tariq from Power. (laughs) You know how in the original Power, we all hated Tariq ass. And then when he got his own spinoff, it's like, I love this little nigga. Mm -hmm. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for everybody black. That's how I'm starting to feel about Candace. A little bit. A little bit. I might be speaking too soon, but I think me seeing her and Ashley be friends is probably the side of Candace that I needed to see. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she's also a lot more calm this season as well. So far, we only two episodes in, so let me not give it too much. But I feel like the things that she's rightfully going off about are valid. So I don't know. We'll see. Katie and Ray. Giselle invited Katie, knowing that Katie got a thing for Ray, a joking thing. And the way she grabbed Ray's ass, I said, oh, yeah, she is on all the drugs. Rubbing that head? Hey, oh, Uncle Ben ass. Oh, Uncle Junior, Uncle Ben head ass. Girl. (laughs) Like, boy. And Karen said, Ray ass over there You think she insecure about that or she just kind of like... No, I think she just having I fun. Scared. I don't think Karen yeah. did now. She, she want her eye candy. Outside dick. She want her eye candy, yeah. She might be getting some outside dick. Cougar, cougar vibes. Literally, that was in the preview. You said I could have eye candy. Karen want her uh, something that work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say that. And she don't want it to be electrical. She tired of that. So... I want that. Yeah, I understand currently anyways so yeah katie just god bless prayers up if you are battling with addiction i don't think that that is funny no and it, your behavior is very concerning but i mean katie has always been girl. People, though like drug allegations or no drug allegations because we're not the first to you know allege that she is using, using. substances giselle has multiple people has but I feel like Katie has always been kooky though. Like even when she had hair, like in the first season, she just said whatever the fuck she wanted to say. Well, yeah, she's always. It's not the haircut that's concerning me; it's the behavior. 
No, yeah, her, she's had weird behavior before. Like when Ashley was gifted that car from Michael at the party and she like, Katie hopped in the car before uh, Ashley could. And when Ashley drove off, she flicked them off and said, fuck you. Katie has always been crazy. And this is when she was still with that Jewish man who got half a finger lip, um, cut off or something. And so, yeah, this is season one. So it's like, Katie always been a little weird, you know, always. So it's like, it's heightened, maybe because of substance or just maybe because she's free. I don't damn know, shaving your head make you feel a certain way. But yeah, who knows? Mm. She could just be liberated. Oh, so weird. I know, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm just, yeah. Okay. Anywho. (laughs) So on to Candace. (laughs) Candace don't want this baby. I could completely understand freezing her eggs, but I really don't. Candace just gives me like the young, hot, fun auntie. I just don't see Candace being a mom. You know me either. Like I, it's just, it, and that's why when I first saw that storyline last week, it just seemed weird because it doesn't seem like something like she's serious about. Like even the fact that mm-hmm. she's like, and there's nothing wrong with having like backup eggs, you know, just in case you want to have kids later. But I just feel like she even is not very like serious. It's kind of like an afterthought thing. It don't feel, I feel like she want to blow up in music and that's never going to happen because I saw that damn BravoCon performance. Bitch, what the fuck, Candice? Oh my God. Oh my God. Candice Braxton, when she went to hit that note, I said, babe. Some dance move. She said, oh God. I want to tweet Anita Baker. Now, why is you lying to this young lady? Don't tell me mother Anita says she's a girl girl Anita be complimenting anybody nowadays I feel like (laughs) oh my own why did it end this way Ooh, I just I can't that was terrible Candace all of them were terrible but like Candace got happy you're supposed to be the one that actually making a career in music and you sound horrible Candy was just up there like she at this point, I feel like once she knew them, no such time bad, she was giving. Yeah, yeah. Be <laughs> now to the mic, girl. Please know, spare was, us. That was bad. Sad. That was bad. Um, yeah, I just I don't see Candy Girl really wanting to be a mom. Ashley, bitch, you are not smart. You are not smart. You are not smart. You are not smart. You need to stop talking to Michael Darby and let, like you said earlier, you need to let the lawyers do the talking. Mm -hmm. The fact that you are telling these women who are judgy as hell that you can't afford the house that you want to live in with your children without him tells me that, A, you probably need to be realistic. You need to get your ass on TikTok and pop lock a little bit more for a few more brand deals. (laughs) without michael darby do you want to leave this man or no because i feel like you really never wanted to be with him you just saw him as a quick lick and like fuck i might as well get my kids out of this yeah i agree that's what she thought and now your ass ain't even read the fucking paperwork he done had your ass sign some shit and now you're fucked and that's my thing it's like girl you couldn't even save five hundred dollars for a quick one hour consultation with a lawyer here i got cash read through this shit and make sure it makes sense 
like and just give me some notes to give back to his lawyer all i got is 500 like you could have easily booked somebody real quick girl you was just trying to get your man get your money and this nigga is smart michael literally has his own businesses he know how girl. to get what the fuck he want out of a contract like and when she was like i technically can't afford a house of this size so you mean to tell me you ain't getting nothing not a stipend not an allowance you gotta you go through him for everything you fucked up you fucked that white man that old shriveled dick for nothing i'm gonna say this and i don't give a fuck how it come across because at the end of the day real niggas with money don't give a fuck because sometimes niggas don't even touch a quality bad bitch until they get their money up so they know what it is if i ever had to marry for money instead of love which i will i need to love you but you definitely need to there need to be some funds there i just can't even see myself falling for a nigga who don't have his shit together like that's out of the question yeah if I am the wife of a athlete, a doctor of any sort, um, a lawyer, anybody that makes great money and affords me a rich, not even wealthy, a rich lifestyle, and they want me to just be their trophy, their arm candy, Every dollar that you give me is going to immediately start going to if there if I have any debt, which I don't really have any debt right now. It's immediately going to start. It's going to go to paying down debt. And then I'm going instead of buying bags and shoes, which because I feel like if you fuck with me, you will be doing that anyways versus giving me money, me wasting my money on dumb shit. I'm going to invest it into something that I can flip and I'm going to set the money aside. So if I choose to walk away from you, I would have created my own safety net so that I can survive without you. Cause I don't ever want a nigga to introduce me to a lifestyle that I cannot maintain without him. I don't want my life to decrease in value without him. That's why I understand why I kept women, i.e. because I was in my prior relationship why kept women continue to work because nigga if you walk away from me even if I gotta move or I gotta do something my lifestyle and how I'm able to function and live ain't gonna change because you ain't around no more that man is why they keep working no I said I understand why I kept working because my lifestyle is not gonna fucking change if you and I gotta go our separate ways lose my income bitch that's how I was able still live when i bye i appreciate me not having to pay rent for that minute but you know shit the money i wouldn't spend it on rent was getting stacked up Hello. Like, what you mean like i just feel like for me it's just a matter of when you know you're not in some shit being genuine ashley darby because i know you didn't genuinely look at michael darby and say oh my god he's so fine i love him i want to be with him you saw an easy lick and you fucked yourself over and now you're fucked over with two kids that didn't ask to be here because of your dumb ass planning so just a word of advice if you're gonna hit a lick make sure you save him more money than what you're spending so if you gotta ever walk away from this motherfucker without a prenup I mean, without a prenuptial agreement where you can get half, then baby, you need to make sure that you're able to take care of you and your seeds. 
because Michael Darby will he strikes this type of person I'll probably try to give her the bare minimum that she needs to take care of them kids because mm-hmm. I don't even think he even really wanted to have a baby with her yeah he knew that that was a security blanket for her that nigga got kids that's older than me and ashley yep Yep. why would he want to start over at ground zero they're not older than ashley but they about the same girl yes they is anyways (laughs) so on to robin and giselle's fucking lunch bitch is robin checking her master for me I said, now she putting her, Robin pulling that dick out this season, okay? She is dropping it and slapping it all across Giselle's forehead at this table. Child. Asking her, um, so before we get into this meeting, you got to talk about something. And it's Giselle just casually being like, what you mean? What happened? What happened? Girl, you telling my motherfucking business to the ops. What are you doing? I, I couldn't believe part. that she checked her. You ain't see I her check her. I watched that shit like table. three times and I still missed it. I know they talked about Ashley. That was the main thing I remember is the whole Chris and Ashley uh-uh. thing. That part, I missed. She checked her. She was just Damn. like, basically like, bitch, you shouldn't have been telling my business. That one name ain't on the house. Like that wasn't their business for them to know. And then that's when Robin got in her confession. She started talking about how like, she makes more money than Juan right now. And like, she's the one that takes care of everything. And Juan's name isn't on it because his um, his credit was bad that if he would have been on it, they would have had higher interest rates. Like, girl, you done told us all the business that Giselle done told us. I mean, I guess you would want it to come from out of your right. mouth. So it's not like you telling Juan business to your friend. Right. But I feel like if my nigga was going through some shit like that, as much as I love my friends, I would never put my nigga on blast like that. Like, that's wild. Y'all will never so fucking know. So the fact like, that you so the fact that you tell a national TV is crazy. And the fact that you told Big Mouth fucking Giselle. Like somebody who is miserable. Girl. And love to see a marriage relationship in. Like she's crazy. So I thought that shit was weird. Now here's where shit kind of like started to irritate me even more with Giselle. Robin, who loves to carry a bone and tell people's business, she started to talk about her and Ashley getting together and they were talking about the whole house situation. And then she brought up the fact that Ashley said that Chris Bassett DM'd her. So as she's telling Giselle about this, she is like, immediately, like I told Ashley that I think that that's wild for her to think that like Chris is cool, Chris is a manager at the W. I don't think that he meant any harm by it. I don't feel like that was his intention. Why would he do that? Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. Which Giselle, messy ass, always trying to be in the fucking mix and making something about her was like, oh no, he slid into the end. That is weird. Like she was trying to use all this hip terminology and I'm just mm-hmm. like, Giselle, you're 58. Give it up girl stop like and I very much am proud of Robin for standing her ground on that because she could have easily just went along with Giselle shit like she always like she always do and I'm like you bitch do you got your strap on on this season because Robin's speaking up with everybody like she grabbing her nuts whether they're plastic rubber or what but she grabbing them and I'm looking at her like girl who like you're checking Giselle right now it's episode 
episode two. Like this is only episode two. But I really agree with Robin because her logic was very much logical. Like, like, bitch, we're on a show. This nigga got a right. real job outside of collecting a Bravo check. If they even pay the fucking exactly. husbands for appearing on there, exactly. why the fuck would he not have his wife's co-host Bravo love appearances to come through the W probably exactly. drink for free for the exactly. sake of publicity? Like, you bitches always wanted to be messed and it's not that like please but i do feel like chris could have chosen better words like the fact that it was that late even though he sees them as like the homie sisters he could have been like hey i work at the w now y'all should come through i'm still here i can at least get y'all first round for free come through take some pictures and tag us what's up i think he could have probably provided more context because like they don't know all your business they may not know your new job or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. he could have probably provided a little more context for ashley like hey you know, I'm here. Y'all come through. I'll get y'all a free round of drinks. Just tag us. Give us some publicity. Then she would have known it's more business related than like, hey, I'm trying to holla. And then with Giselle, that was just some bullshit. Like, girl, you are reaching if you think Chris as will be tired, saggy ass, and he got Candace. Candace is annoying as fuck, but baby, 20 years younger. Like, come on, let's let's stop. So this is my sentiment in regards to him sending a DM. I feel like when you have a certain rapport with people, you don't, maybe Burbage is something that should be considered, but I feel like he would hit me up like, oh, y'all should have came through the W and it was late. I probably, me, especially because if we followed each other, I probably would have went and looked like what he doing if he just pinned in the room. Like I would have asked with the question mark, like, huh? I would have asked for clarity from Chris Bassett before I went and ran my mouth to Robin and tried to make it something that it wasn't. But Mm -hmm. Ashley being a messy bitch that she is, of course she didn't do that. For Giselle, so then be like, he made me uncomfortable, you know, and I told you about that too. And, you know, he was telling me how he's unhappy and talking about Candace and trying to come see me in my room. And it's like, girl okay and even robin was like well girl it wasn't about that and like why didn't you say something then like why is it now like that's my thing with giselle this was like six months ago if not later like girl shut up he had me in my room no one was there and he was complaining about candace was he trying to see if i'm with it i can make you happy giselle shut up like where did that come from please this and it was cool. Robin calling her bullshit. Like, girl, that was not what that man was on. And you know that shit. I don't know. You know, he think, because I done been, I done had plenty of married men trying to talk. I mean, it's like Giselle, Giselle has. So you admit a, you're a whore. Oh, hello. It's like, so. I shouldn't you admit not only that you're a whore, but you have been in multiple rooms with married men. Giselle has a case of the pretty bitch syndrome where she feels like just because she looks a certain way that every man that looks her way wants her in a way that's not the way that they want her. Mm -hmm. Like you do realize that you are also still homegirl material and not every nigga wants you. She's just fucking irritating, and I I don't understand her. So I think her anyway, whole is to break up a marriage. That's what she girl. Can. 
all she do with her miserable ass yeah michael out the he off he not getting no camera time because he said fuck this show we get a divorce anyway who's my next person ray ain't gonna do a goddamn thing ray can barely feed himself i I need to cut that i'm talking reckless today you know ray ain't trying to do nothing chris he's the next youngest let's go for him i can't go for one because that's my bitch who's next girl that's really all it is and she yep. ain't gonna try Wendy yet again because she ain't fucking Wendy. She ain't talking Wendy, so I'm gonna leave their marriage alone. She tried their marriage last season. She tried G, right? Tried G. So now she Chris is next. He's just next. Yep. So on to Karen. Is Ray not wanting her to fucking lift them titties off the floor and put them in her chin? <laughs> and I feel like it's like Karen has looked progressively better as the seasons have aged and it's not I mean yeah it is surgery so let me not even cap her surgeon been doing what they need to do like it's just like she's looking younger as she continues to go and I feel like that got Ray a little nervous Mm -hmm. and so Karen was just like I feel like he just don't want me to like a bad bitch like it was okay when I was in my 30s but now that I'm like uh that I'm getting up to where he was he finds an issue with it and I just feel like men who know that they married a bad bitch or got with a younger, hotter, bad bitch and then don't want you to be that bad bitch after a while, it's just like, why would you fuck with me if you insecure? <clears throat> That's what it's kind of given from Uncle Ray. I think that, yeah, I think he's in a place in his life where he's looking to like slow down, be slower paced, like let bitch be old with me. And it's like, Karen is in her prime. Like, she's hot. She's on TV. She's looking younger. Now she do need to stop, you know, fucking with that Botox, whatever the fuck she's doing. Because it's starting to get to a point where it's like, okay, Karen, like, I ain't not. But I think he's just in a place where it's like, I want you to just sit down with me, you know? And I don't think that's fair of him to ask of her. Because when he, when he was her age, she was getting married to her hot young ass. So it's like. You just have to let her go through her stage and be who she is and just respect that and not try to guilt trip her out of like beautifying herself and, you know, feeling liberated. But niggas gonna be niggas, so. Marry a nigga. I I hope I pray. I hope and pray that I marry a nigga that if I ever decide that I want to have any type of surgery, he like, damn, how much it costs? Mm -hmm. I got the deposit. I'm gonna pay for it. I thought that that was just kind of like, okay, Ray. On to Mia and this throuple with her best friend and her husband. Now, I love Jordan and Phil down, but never. That's just too close. Like, that's so weird. What? Mia's throuple with her best oh friend God. and her husband. Yeah, that's like, so it kind of, it made me uncomfortable. I just feel like. Same. I don't like that type of stuff. I'll be cool like, with my friends, nigga, but never that cool. Like, that's just, and it's like, I get it. It's not an insecurity thing. It's not, but it's just like, I'm just very cognizant of how closely connected. I just don't feel like I it's necessary. We don't have to, to people's men, right. especially if I only know you now. It's different being close to somebody else's boyfriend when you know the boyfriend through y'all knowing each other. If I only know you because my friend dates you, no. Even if it was the former, like it's still never going to be no thruple. Just because you know my man yeah. before I met you, yeah. we're not, not a thruple. E- not even in a thruple sense. I mean, like as far as like how close I am, because some guys do have female best friends and even still is not a thruple situation. But what I'm saying is if I only know you because of my friend, 
it's different versus like this nigga was like a brother to me before you ever came in a picture he and I still be tight to the point where maybe I might sit beside him at a table but at, at the end of the day me being who I am like if your girl with us you need to be sitting on the side with your bitch mm-hmm. like it was just weird yeah and so when she started talking about Mia and like why would they act like that like why would they think you would lie like that and I'm like damn girl you ain't got cable you don't see how your friend be lying on this damn show yeah I understand why question mark was over it like you done known her since y'all been kids how you don't know your friend a liar how you don't know she a liar it was just weird it was her- yeah, that type of stuff made me uncomfortable but you know because like I y'all know like you was here during the housewarming like mad bitches in the house because I just I love my bitches I love my friends but like me and Jordan have a lot of trust you know what I mean I believe that I trust that so it's like I don't feel insecure having bitches in the house like I don't feel insecure like y'all's crashing whatever I trust my man he ain't gonna go sneaking around doing no weird shit like that's just like even his best friend G like me and G real cool but it's like G I know you from Jordan like don't ever give it a twisted nigga like you the homie but like this my nigga you know you said what a g2 right so it's like I, i'm definitely not insecure about it but i do think there's still lines and boundaries and whatever works for me and g's marriage hey because you know they freaky but me and mine like it's a little line you know it's, it's it's a little line as far as like how much information i share like we said if my nigga's name wasn't on something or because his credit was bad i'm not gonna tell y'all that like there's still a line of respect like friendship relationship there's not you're not gonna know everything you know so hmm. i just like to keep things separate you gotta hold for yourself like yeah it's gotta be something just for me and my man you know just something that's sacred just for us that that's what creates intimacy everything can't be for everybody because then it's not mm-hmm. but it was jackie also calling like karen pulling um playing both sides with the situation and g was like yep yep i i peeped yep I said, I love G. I love G. He is a big ball player. I can't believe he is 70. That shit is wild. X70. He don't, he don't look it either. And did, wasn't, didn't there some, didn't there, Jesus, my English today has been fucked. Um, wasn't there something that came out about Jacqueline, Mia's friend, like some type of domestic violence post that she did on Twitter, like basically kind of betrayed her friend. I don't know. Yeah, like that kind of was going on on Twitter a week or two ago so I don't what think happened? like Mia posted a video of Jacqueline I the it was taken down before I could see the actual video but someone screenshotted the post and Mia was like I need to take a stand I don't uh, you know agree with domestic violence we need to raise awareness is never okay and it was a video attachment I think it was her recording her friend Jacqueline doing something to her or her boyfriend or husband whatever and they were like, this is not right, Mia. Like, this is the wrong way to go about it, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think they're friends now, which is interesting. But yeah, I'll send to you what I found so you can see it. But it was about her friend. That's why I remember her name. It's like, Jacqueline. This is Jacqueline from Twitter that she basically was dogging out just like last week. Saying that she was beaten, that her best friend was beating on her man or something? Yeah, it was domestic violence. Like, I didn't see the video, so I don't know if it was like Jacqueline beating her boyfriend oh my god that shit screen recording or Jacqueline I need to dig deeper or Jacqueline you know trying to come at Mia but I'm gonna look it up and find it don't worry
anyways on to Candace and Ashley's lunch because this is where it starts to get a little messy yeah so I just can't believe that Ashley and Candace are getting along like what is life I'm so used to them fighting and being at each other mm-hmm. neck and Ashley asked her about the Grammys and how it was and Candace's like oh the Nammys the, the Nammys god damn the Grammys is such a great networking opportunity and I'm just in here thinking like I just don't see it for you sis and I'm not one to shut down anybody's dreams because I feel like you know believing in yourself is believing in yourself and there's always room for improvement but like the information that we have right now I just don't believe you Candace yeah I don't see division I don't I feel like you are on one of the most popping shows you have been for what three or four seasons and I just I don't believe you yeah I don't I I don't believe you yeah the music is just it's it's not good she can't sing girl girl she trying to sound like Tony Braxton so bad y'all know we used to call her Candace Braxton she sings through her nose and it's so annoying it is like she oh that i'm so pissed at that fucking bravo con performance i was like okay if anybody gonna i thought she was gonna eat right i said if anybody gonna bring at least a little bit it's gonna be candace because this is what she do she's trying to get a grammy i couldn't even hear her for the first fucking few seconds like what the fuck is she singing and you know they got the bravo cameras there so it's probably gonna be a part of the next season I would love to see her excuse in the confessional for that. It sounds horrible. Anyways. Yeah, dancing. I'm sorry. Girl. Girl. So, Ashley messy ass. This is what I can't accept from her and why I just don't feel like Ashley has changed. Ashley bringing this shit to Candace in a sense of like, oh, I just, I don't know how to bring this up to you. You already talked to Robin and Robin told you what it was. So the fact that you went out of your way to make it seem as though you felt like Chris was trying to talk to your friend or talk to you, when Robin clarified the reason why he was probably hitting you up in the first place is just messy. Yeah. Candace received it very well, which I was not expecting. It was like, you know, he works at the W, right? Mm -hmm. He was definitely like, he messages my friends all the time to try to get them to come out so I'm sure that more than likely that's what it was like what did you think it was just like you know I probably thought, you might, I thought my homegirl was cute or something but you was making it sound like he was trying to get at you I don't right. like how like the lie because you were like you're lying how it went from oh he was talking shit about Candace to now oh he trying to push up on like anytime it's time for y'all to confront the person that y'all talking shit about y'all story change Mm-hmm. every single time i don't like that every single time. because robin sat there and told your ass personally this is the way that i would have approached it hey girl so yeah i wanted to have you come here for lunch and i hope that i didn't overstep your boundaries because you know we're trying to build this new relationship and i want it to be great if you're gonna be dramatic bring it up in that way mm-hmm. i had lunch with robin and i did talk to her about chris your husband because after the spring party or whatever I received the DM from him and he was telling me that I should have came to the W um I didn't know how to take it but Robin did inform me 
that he's the manager at the W. I just wanted to let you know, because I don't know what type of relationship y'all have, or if you are to type the check his phone, but what I would never want while we're in the middle of trying to build this relationship Mm -hmm. is you seeing him DM me that and you taking Mm -hmm. offense to it Mm -hmm. and then feeling a way about me never coming to you or saying something about it. So So I I just just wanted to bring you to cover my That's what it was. Yeah. Because I don't want no shit. I'm already going through my own divorce. Yeah. I'm already going through my own shit. Mm-hmm. I don't need you feeling like I'm trying to be sneaky. Yeah. Because I know we're not on the best of terms. I just wanted to bring that to your attention. And I like that. I like that type of approach. Like just bringing it up to tell her just out of respect because, like, I, hey, I would look, you want y'all to tell me if Jordan DM'd y'all, whether it was just, hey, the sky is blue. Like, oh, yeah, Jordan DM'd me. I'd say the sky is blue. Like, okay, thank you, girl. Like, I think that's just transparency shit. Like, I just believe in that. Because like experiencing across the board because I believe in karma. I don't want nobody fucking mm-hmm. with my shit because I will be the bitch ass. And I just want you to know and feel comfortable like no matter what, it ain't gonna never be no sneak shit on my end. And so I feel like Ashley could have approached it from that angle instead of like, I thought it was a little weird. He, he, he want to hit on my girlfriend at 2 a.m. Girl, shut up. Shut up. She knew exactly. She knew exactly what she was doing, and she was being fucking messy. She was. Period. And I like, like I don't fuck. It was. Yeah, like I don't think that it was. She was like, because he works at the W. Yeah. Like it was just like, bitch, I'm not phased because I'm not worrying about my nigga in that regard. Period. She Can said, you say the same? One benefit of the doubt token. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you're like not. I'm starting to like Candace a little bit. She said, I'm going to take this as it is. I'm going to believe her that, you know, she's just trying to be a good person. And I'm like, okay, Candace, is, you grown a little bit. Because Candace could have went off, you know, and had a little dramatic moment. But she's like, I'm going to give her one little token. <laughs> Bitch, don't bring no more messy shit to me. Fucked up at is the fact that you even brought it up to begin with. So where it gets brought up in a group and she talks about how she talked about it without Ashley telling Robin that she talked to Candace or even mm-hmm. just Robin being messy, period. Like, well, why did you bring it up to her? Because I already told you that her husband was there and then Robin and Candace fuck around and have a damn conversation. It's like, I don't even know why she brought that shit to you because I told her what it was with Chris. So for her to even still bring it like she thought that it was something messy, like I don't trust that. Yeah. Then Candace radar gonna go off. That's why Ashley just annoys me with the way that she fucking approaches shit. Like, bitch, are you 30? Are you 30 plus years old? Are you fucking 18, girl? Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like Ashley, whether subconsciously or consciously, wanted to kind of get back at Candace for telling her about Michael when they were on that cabin trip with, not cabin trip, but at Monique's house. And she got that text about Michael in that club saying he got a boyfriend and a wife. And she brought it to Ashley with Giselle present. I kind of feel like Ashley wanted to kind of bring some shit to Candace because everybody always bringing some shit to Ashley about mm-hmm. Michael. She wanted to have a moment where she can bring some shit about somebody's husband. So it felt like, because even when Candace was like, you know, if something is going on in that way, I want you to tell me because I'm going to tell you. And Ashley's like, well, and you did. Like, she couldn't wait to, like, say it. And I just felt like, Ashley, were you trying to just make yourself feel better and make yourself feel like Michael not the only pedophile or whatever the fuck, but bitch, Michael Ashley is the type. gross. Michael is disgusting and Michael do have sexual trigger warning sexual assault allegations against him whether they were resolved or not he has had those situations Chris ain't had those situations 
They're not the same. They two different types of two percent milk. Girl. One is Fairlife and one is Kroger brand. Stop. Girl, I'm crying. So I feel like I could like this relationship if I felt like Ashley was trustworthy, but I just don't trust her because her and Giselle are the type of bitches that do anything for camera time. So mm-hmm. yep. I don't know. Zoo. On to this dance class. I fucking hate all Giselle's wigs. And while Kyle is so busy worrying about somebody else's business or what somebody else's husband is doing, he need to be figuring out why the fuck he not plucking Giselle's wigs good enough so that he don't have her on national TV as a rich woman looking like a cheap bitch. Talking about this my Beyonce wig. Bitch, don't you ever insult my queen because the way that Giselle, the real Giselle would never. Don't you ever in your fucking life compare yourself to Beyonce Giselle knows Carter. Don't you? That damn tape on wig. Ashley said it's tape down. Said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fucking hat, Giselle. Take it off. And no part, no plan. No part, no, no plan. Nope. Just nope. No part. There. Just it's just sitting there. She took that out the box. And take I might start back offering custom wigs just to pluck one and make her and Cal pay me to ship it to her. No, you need to tag her. Make you a make a. I, I dare you to make a nice bad blonde wig and start tagging yourself. <laughs> over and over and over till she see it, bitch. I help you. I would post that shit every day until she say something. Them wigs are terrible. Giselle, get them wigs off Diva Tress. Y'all know Diva Tress had them good old synthetic wigs. That was my go-to in college. $30, $50 wigs. That's where Giselle get her shit. She get out the box, she shake it, shake it, she brush it, she put on that wig tape, and she slap it on. Because what you mean? I just feel like, oh my goodness, Giselle is just, ugh, she makes my ass itch. I do not like that lady. When they showed that preview of Cherise being like, girl, because I miss you, we need to get in care. I was like, mm-hmm, miss you too. Yeah. I said, that's that pure auntie fakeness girl. right there. I, I love Karen so much. She is so fucking funny. She is the grand dame. Like, she is. She is. She is. She is the type of auntie where, like, you know she messy, but you just love her so much, even though she's so shady. Cherise said, I miss you. Karen said, I like that. Girl. (laughs) Knowing she bullshitting. Knowing she ain't got no intention of being up with Cherise for shit. Girl. Oh. When I tell you, Karen funny as hell. It's the way Karen, it's the way Karen eating up Giselle. In her Twitter fucking had it. Look at Giselle. And look at Mother Karen. Hold on, let me slide it up. We'll be here. Giselle took that picture in fucking 2003. Girl, that's what I'm saying. Like, Karen is it. I love Karen. Anyways, um, Giselle is just fucking insufferable. Why she is taking Ashley's decision with Michael so personal to the point where she's getting defensive about a decision that does not affect her life is crazy yeah. like I take divorce yeah. very serious do you because you went right back to the nigga that cheated on you and had his dick running up and down the pew so how serious do you really take divorce 
Mm-hmm. Help me understand. And quickly. Oh, actually, I got tea. I got tea. I got tea. So I'm searching, you know, the hashtag for some tweets. And I see, you know, some true tea. And it says, y'all see this? So the actual Instagram story Chris responded to was of Ashley with Robin. So this is a, a post that Candace responded to. And I think this is Chris. No, this is Chris. Chris responded to this. He said, that's a funny picture. The actual story I responded to was if her and Robin was of her and Robin at a bar three blocks away. And Candace already knew I sent Ashley a DM because I told her right after I did that. That's what we mean when we say editing. This is an abomination. This is an abomination. This is about, and that's why. Pro- Robin, and see, Robin, Robin, no. Robin, no. Weirdo. That's weird. Why would you lie like that? Girl, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, that, oof. Yeah, so it was the I don't play about divorce and then Ashley asked her did you and Jamal not reconcile at some point in time 15 years later (laughs) and she was like (laughs) talking about the whole cheating thing and when she was like Michael hasn't cheated on me she said Michael everybody first like hold up now lately (laughs) not lately like Ashley you losing girl not lately you losing a battle. She said, she said, not lately. Girl, her face. Oh, bless. I just feel like both you and Giselle are dumb. For the reconciliation that y'all played in dealing with these men who have embarrassed y'all, whether it was on national TV or just in general. Actually, Giselle brought her embarrassment to national TV. I'm not in church worlds. So I didn't know who the fuck a Jamal Bryant was. But I just feel like the both of y'all are dumb. Because Giselle, you got out of it and went back to it. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? Anyways, it was, we already talked about Ashley not being able to afford the house. So I need to address that again. What I don't like is when Candace came in and they started the dance class and she didn't want to drink because, you know, the fertility situation with her trying to preserve her eggs. Mm-hmm. Or Robin to ask her. So with the whole IVF situation, like, uh, are you having fertility issues? And she was like, no, I just want to preserve my eggs. Like these 35 year old eggs will be a lot more beneficial to me than these um, 40 year old eggs if I decide that I want another baby at first. She's like, well, why don't you just do it a natural way? I feel like that's so invasive. And as a woman, mm-hmm. there's just certain shit you don't ask. Like, why are you being so fucking weird, Robin? Like, girl, mm-hmm. mind the fucking business that pays you weirdo. Like that just, that really rubbed me the wrong way. Like telling her that she's wasting $8,000 because essentially her and Chris could just fuck and get pregnant. She never says the right thing. And I know Giselle does it for TV, but a lot of times- That was Robin TV. that said or that Robin, They both do shit like that. I feel like yeah, they both like y'all are annoying. stuff for TV, but it's like, it's still just nasty. I didn't see 
I should have looked, but I hope people was tearing her ass up for that. Because that was very invasive. Bitch, this is my body. These are my ovaries. It's my fucking eggs. Don't, don't try tell to tell me how, how to do that shit. I didn't tell you how to pay them damn taxes back. I, I didn't tell you, you how to, to raise a wand for 20 years with no fucking ring. I ain't tell you how to live your fucking life, bitch. Don't tell me how to live mine. But see, when I talk about your fucking business, you want to cry and yell and point your finger across the motherfucking table. Robin hate when somebody talk about her fucking family, her man, her taxes, her problems. Well, bitch, you your lifelong you. engagement. Your lifelong bullshit. But then maybe you should be quiet talking about other people's problems if you don't like your shit getting talked about. Because talking bitch, about I'm buying a house with a nigga that. that you're divorced to, I mean, did you and Juan live in a fucking apartment? Because y'all was divorced for a minute. So you and two, you two bought a house with somebody that you were divorced from. They was in that townhouse. That shit is just weird. So then we get to after Robin is in Candace's uterus business. Giselle asks Candace, "Can she talks to? Can she talk to her?" It was at that moment that I knew this season's plot was going to be around Giselle and Candace. Because Candace has a lot of mouth about a lot of things, but she is standing 10 toes and a a strange toe behind that white ball-headed man that she calls her husband, Chef Chris Bassett. Mm -hmm. Owner, not owner, general general manager (laughs) of the W Hotel in Potomac, D.C., whatever the fuck Potomac is in. Mm -hmm. Potomac, Maryland. Yeah. She is not fucking playing with y'all behind her men. And I feel her 1,000% because, bitch, play with something safe, but don't play with my motherfucking marriage. Because it's already a curse. I feel like a lot of people feel to bring their marriage on to Mm -hmm. TV. And for you to try to play with some shit that my husband was not doing, oh, yeah, bitch, I'm on your neck. I'm on your neck. Yeah, I saw somebody said she broke the fourth wall, Candace, when that bullshit stopped. Like, I know that I wouldn't do the same shit. Oh, we done. Y'all might as well cut these cameras on the big ass. We finna get to fighting, so cut them cameras off. It's finna get violent. Period. We get active. When she started bringing up, I was like, you know, Chris made me home. She's like, my husband? <laughs> my husband? My husband? You got the fucking accent right. That's so you. She said, so the man that would lay his jacket down in a puddle for you mm-hmm. invite you into his home Good and cook for you. for you who looks at you like a sister you're trying to tell me that that man made you uncomfortable well yes candace he did doubling down so it went from if you thought he made you uncomfortable why did you not also express to her like you told robin that he was talking shit about her Right. Instead, you tried to make it sound like corn. She was like, and I thought the same thing, Candace. That's why I didn't say anything. And it wasn't until I called Cal the next morning and he said he didn't like that because Chris knew that we were gone. So here's the thing I'm wondering. Because when y'all showed the preview, him initiating the conversation with you happened after Nikki made Candace sing. So if you and Candace are main characters on this show, at what point would Chris have been available to speak to you without Candace also being back there, knowing that Chris was going to speak to you without your glam present? 
Because every time that Candace has been on the stage, you have been on the stage. So I when mean, did Chris like have time? Happen. So you pick up where I'm going with it. So if your glam left, that meant that it was at the end of the night. So unless Candace was in her room and Chris snuck out that motherfucker to come talk to you, like your glam will only be there while you're filming. No, I'm you saying I don't like, think it didn't happen. Like, I don't feel like Giselle's making up her and Chris yeah. talking in a private room. But like, I just don't think it was the way she's describing it as. But what I'm saying is, it's not even that it didn't happen. It's the fact that you're trying to make something like he had time to push up on you. He came oh. there with his wife. Yeah, no. It wasn't like that. And she know it wasn't. So to tell you that he, what I'm saying is about Cal's, her saying that Cal, saying that Chris knew that Glam was gone and that they would be by themselves. At what time did he have the opportunity to speak to you in a setting that probably lasted more because you're making it seem like he had enough time to make you uncomfortable girl in this room by yourself like I just don't understand when Chris would have had the time to know that Cal was gone and when they showed the cameras it was y'all conversation allegedly happened right after Nikki made her scene everybody went on a break Mm -hmm. so just popping in your room to be like hey like for you to insinuate that he knew that because like your hairstylist, like it was, yeah, like like your hairstylist who can who has visibility to see the fucking Atlanta housewives and know what a pluck wig look like has a good eye for knowing how shit should look. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. So when Candace was just like, you know what, I'm not doing this. Uh, what she said, where is uh Eric? Where's where's Eric? I was like, who is Eric? I saw that producer coming out. I said, oh. She said, we're not doing this. Nope. nope. Michael Darby, if you want somebody who is a nasty man. Michael Darby is for that. Not my husband. You're not going to do this to my husband. This is the story that we're trying to build. Absolutely not. And Ashley looking like. Yes, Michael. Did you know your husband? Did you know what the fuck she talking about? You damn do. Husband is a nasty nigga. Disgusting. Let's not even sit here and pretend. And I just feel like Giselle, for her to even try to accuse um, Chris' character of that, there's two things I'm excited to see about this season. One, the reunion. When Chris brings that shit up, while she again has nobody sitting behind her at yet another reunion mm -hmm. and he dragged her ass and Ashley Darby for that shit mm -hmm. and throughout the season when Candace takes her ass home and talks to her man who is stressed the fuck out because he done been in there you know mm -hmm. shaking the fucking peppers up and sauteing the shit out them goddamn peppers and gotta come home and hear about some bullshit I can't wait to see how he fucking approaches it but well, no, because Chris do be in women business, so he will be the type to probably say something to them and not just let Candace handle it. Mm -hmm. I can't wait till the reunion when that shit get brought up, because you know it's gonna be a topic at the reunion. Yeah. However, Andy gonna wittily word it to talk about Chris being the new Michael Darby. Yeah, I think Chris gonna read into her fucking ass Absolutely. and call her miserable and everything, and she deserves it. 
Yep. The next thing you know, she's going to try to call him aggressive and want him and exactly. Candace both off the show. She's going to have her damn cousin in the corner as her bodyguard again. Girl, don't nobody care about no fucking Keyshawn. Get the fuck out of here. So... You throw a honey bun. I'm, I'm sorry. Girl. <laughs> so, the previews. They didn't show us a preview. It just said to be continued as Candace continued to cuss the entire production out behind her, behind her husband because she was not playing with they bullshit. Uh. So, since we don't have a preview, we had a listener um, want us to address the Monique and Chris situation. You guys know talks came out about Ashley Darby running her mouth about some shit that's not her fucking business, probably unprovoked per usual, telling the people, I think it was on what Watch What Happens Live with Andy that Monique and Chris are having marital issues. No, that's not how it was. So you tell it. I'm going to let you tell it. So, because Monique, they posted like three fucking videos trying to like dispel the shit. Monique was like, Ashley was on Watch What Happens Live. And I think she got a question from Andy because Andy is messy and Watch What Happens Live is messy about like something regarding Monique. And she was like, Monique is doing good. You know, she's going through her own like life changes is what the wording was. It was nothing alluding to her marriage. She never said marriage. She never even mentioned Chris. That was basically the, the, the gist of it. And Ashley, apparently, from based on what Monique said, texted her after Watch What Happens Live when the thing when the announcement came out. She's like, hey, I ain't had nothing to do with this. This ain't what I said on Watch What Happens Live. I just said this, 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 and this. I ain't never said shit about your marriage. Monique said, cool. No, nah, I got it. I saw it. It's cool. So now she's like, her and Chris are going like this tour of like, well, not tour, but like they keep doing all these videos trying to basically debunk this separation divorce rumor and in one of the videos she's like she shows her ring that i get a separation and another that's the one she saw me it's like what you think about that chris that was the only one that i've seen and another video personally i don't give a fuck in another video they're like on the couch answering questions i sent them to you but i don't know if you like actually watched them or not but like here's the clip i probably didn't a divorce no we're not getting a divorce are Chris and I se- going our separate ways, as People Magazine loved to state? Monique Samuels and Chris Samuels are going their separate ways. Absolutely not. Nobody ever said that, okay? Um, have we filed a legal separation? Turn that shit off. I don't want to hear it. Because it's like, girl. Listen to hear it. Is there any document that proves of any divorce filings? No. no. <laughs> have we separated to the extent of breaking up? No. <laughs> Right? Are Chris and I getting and then in the second video? I just don't care. It is long and well the listeners care, so we gotta talk about it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like me personally, like I just don't care. Like if y'all girl, we don't need to keep hearing about it. If y'all aren't breaking up, then please spare us. I don't think they're not breaking up. I think here's the thing. So there's no legal document for a separation that does not mean that they're not separated. She has also admitted to the fact that her and Chris are living in separate homes right now. So it's like, I don't think she has it legally documented because that's searchable. That's public record. We would be able to find that. Monique is smarter than that. She's not going to have it on record until her and Chris sort out whatever the fuck they want to sort out or divide and and conquer whatever the fuck they want to divide and conquer. I personally have never liked Chris, to be honest. I ain't never liked that shark tail looking nigga. I think he's controlling. I don't like him. I think he's just controlling. I don't like the way he talks to her. I feel like Monique can do a lot better. 
I feel like she's in her prime and she's ready to spread her wings. And all this nigga want to do is pump her up with babies and climb on top of her. And I, he's just made remarks that make it seem like he just objectifies her and oh, she owe him sex. You owe me, you gonna give me a baby. I just, I just hate when niggas talk like that. Just because we're married, you don't get full reign on my vagina. And if that's what you think, you'll never have me as your wife. Never. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make sure I figure that shit out before I marry you too. I wouldn't, I like, I'm not doing that. I, this is still my body. You my husband, yes. But like, you don't run me. I'm not gonna sit here and lay down like a damn trigger warning just like dead bodies let you do whatever the fuck you want to me because i'm your wife like no and some niggas think like that me man you woman sex time lay down like nigga what and not barbaric like that and he's made remarks that allude to that being his misogynistic ideology and i just want better for monique i think she's at a point where she's tired of it if you watch love and marriage dc which i've only seen like two or three episodes because it was a little boring for me it was boring as fuck and that was they, my idea to recap it. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of open up about their marital issues in that show. And you can just see the tension. And I don't feel like their marriage is going to last forever. I just don't. And if it does, hey, she like it. I love it. I just feel like Monique can do better. I don't like the way Chris talks to her. I feel like he's controlling. And I think she's trying to be smarter than Ashley and dot her eyes and cross her teeth because she's much smarter than Ashley. And make sure before this separation really is official, official with a legal document that she's good. Them kids, them babies, good. Her finances, good. Because like she said, mm-hmm. he made more than that little Bravo check. Okay? Period. I and I low-key think that Andy be asking questions about her because he just don't like Monique. I don't know. I don't really think he has like a vendetta out against her. But I don't think he liked the fact that they don't need that damn Bravo check yeah so um, but that's that personally you already heard how i feel i don't really give a fuck i feel like girl that's your business but i just feel like what i'm also not about to do is go out my way to make people feel as though i am happy in a marriage that i'm happy in i'm gonna just keep living my life why the fuck do i need to address a rumor that I know is not true about my marriage who I'm living comfortably with. I'm just going to keep posting my content because she already posts pictures with him and their family. So it's really nothing to prove. Like, girl, just be in your fucking marriage and call it a day. Yeah. The extra shit is what's making it annoying. So when I say I don't care, I mean, I I actually really don't care. (laughs) But like, Mm -hmm. I don't care in that regard enough to be like, oh yeah, let me talk about this because i like girl i don't give a fuck about what them people doing they got their marriage that shit is not my fucking problem they ain't on this show no more it ain't really nothing for me to address i love monique i too would like to see monique without chris just because i do feel like he is really condescending towards her but at the end of the day girl you like it i love it do you i mean she making it our business so whenever they're gonna make it my business i'm gonna talk about it so we're gonna talk about the husband <laughs> girl if y'all watch beverly hills don't ever we're gonna talk about the husband so on to what's tea is one of our favorite segments of the show where we take questions as they pertain or relate to the show and answer them from our own personal perspective so we have two questions today one stems from mass and the other stems from real housewives of potomac so from real housewives of potomac our first question is 
How do you feel about your partner DMing your friends? What boundaries do you have in place for your relationship to friendship interactions? I guess I could probably go first since I ain't the one that's single. I mean, I'll, because mine is quick, I can go first because I already kind of addressed it earlier in the show when I shared my little tidbit. Um, just be transparent. Like, I feel like me and Jordan have a very transparent relationship. He never going to do no weird shit like that and not talk to me about it. I feel like the only time he would do that, and I don't know until after the fact, is if it involves ring shopping, proposal, and then he's involving my friends without my knowledge because I've already given him pre-permission to involve said friends because he ain't really want to involve nobody because like, no, I want it to be my idea. And I'm like, he can be your idea, but you need to delegate. You need some help. Do that. But like outside of that, Jordan don't be in no shit. He don't be really talking to nobody. You know, he'll be hospitable if my girlfriends are at the house or on FaceTime or something, but outside of that. Hmm. Winner said plenty of times, and Jordan, if you be listening to this show, you be minding the shit out of me in business, and we yeah. appreciate the fuck out and of that. that's how I prefer it. You know, I just, I like it. You don't need to be doing too much. You don't need to be doing too much. So he minds the shit out no of me Gordon. in business. I don't want no damn Gordon in my life. So I don't he really mi- feel like we have like a lot of boundaries when it comes to that because it already we already came to the relationship with understanding so there weren't really any boundaries that need to be put in place because we already came Mm -hmm. to the relationship with like an understanding of like hey that's your friend i'll be cool when they're around i'll be hospitable when they're around but like i'm not gonna go out of my way to be texting them and hey how you doing what's going on yeah we're not doing it yeah i mean for me just speaking more so on the Potomac situation, really back to my life. Personally, I would not have gave a fuck about my man messaging my friends who I know that he's not attracted to and don't want about showing up at a hotel. Um, yeah, how do you know he's not attracted to him? I don't feel like Chris is attracted to Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I wouldn't go into a relationship with somebody that I don't trust. And I'm also not friends, like somebody that I consider my friend, I'm not friends with bitches that I don't trust. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah, it is a boundary, but I'm I also am not stupid. I know the people that I'm around. So I feel like if my man is messaging you, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you should have told me about this. You should have said that because I feel like, somebody who I choose to be in a relationship with and somebody who I'm choosing to have as my friend and more so I wouldn't bring my man around people who I'm just kind of like cool with like yeah it might be in passing but never in no situation where it's like oh we up under each other and like you have the opportunity to be close or be around my man so it's like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel a way about it and I guess it's because like like I said earlier in my scenario when I was talking about it when I worked like my first just big girl corporate job, there were two guys who I got super close with. The both of them had girlfriends. So I was a new female friend coming in prior to them. And they both became like big brothers to me. And it will be times where they will call me and it's 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And it was never about anything that was like weird. And that girls would be there and it's like, hey, sis, blah, blah, blah. We a key can whatever. We talk about what we talk about, whether or not it has something to do with work or just some, some dope shit about just whatever. Because we had that type of relationship. And I feel like their woman didn't feel that way because it's like, I know CC don't want this nigga. I know he's not checking for her. 
I just think that it's all about communication. It's about boundaries and it's about trust. Now, if you felt as Ashley's claiming, even though it was already clarified, like it made you feel weird, I can understand and respect you coming to me and talking about it. But I feel like if my man hit you up on some shit, like, oh, you should pull up at the bar. If this nigga ain't like by himself and trying to like, like court you, Mm -hmm. then I don't, I just feel like for me, I try not to give a fuck about shit that I feel like is not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But I could understand how, like, if there are women who may have like insecurities in their relationship, or this is somebody where like, you don't really speak to their man, like that is weird, then why you will bring it up. But for me personally, I don't care about my nigga DM and my friend, as long as they ain't on no weird shit. And so again, because Ashley claims she felt weird about it, then it's just like, okay, he didn't leave context. I, I can understand why you would go night. It's the time about of night it. for me. But the club, if it's a bar, bars but be open But if she didn't that know way. that he worked there, you know what I mean? It but just it's the fact- like, hey, come hang out with me. That's what I'm saying, context yeah. in this situation. I think the time of hour is important because I don't care what it is. I don't want Jordan DMing y'all at no damn 10, 11 o'clock. What y'all talking about? That to me, that's inappropriate hours. Like I don't think that's like appropriate. I'm the hours you need to be cutting up with me. We we hugging and kissing and, and watching TV or like is there's no reason for you to be like scrolling through their Instagram. Oh, you know, oh hey, hey. Like, what are y'all talking about? You don't you ain't no general manager at no club. So what you DMing about at 12 and 1 o'clock in the morning? And I, I just feel like my man has enough tact to not do it that late. Like I just because we've had these kind of like it's just I feel like in Chris' situation is different because he works at a place that's open late and Ashley didn't know that, but that's that was his main reason. I feel like if Chris didn't work there, this wouldn't have happened. Chris just wouldn't have DM'd Ashley at 2 a.m. I just don't feel that way. And so I just feel so like that's, time is important, you know? Yes, I said context definitely matters. So that's what I'm speaking from in a point. Like if my nigga worked at a club or he did whatever hell, my nigga was sold drugs and it's you trying to make a little parlay, like that's your business. Just don't be on no weird shit where I feel like I can't fucking trust y'all. Right. You know, like I just, again, context matters. And I feel like if you trust your friend and you trust your man and it's not on no weird shit, then like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to make an issue out of something that's not really an issue to me. Cause I just, I don't want to even disrespect my man by being in his friend's DMs, whether it was shifty or not at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I just feel like that's just, it can come, it can give the wrong. I don't want to give you a chance to misinterpret my shit. It's more so a misinterpretation, misunderstanding type of thing that I like to avoid. Cause you you can't, maybe you don't mean anything by it or your man don't mean anything by it, but you can't control someone's interpretation, whether you trust that friend or not. They may look at, oh, what the hell? Like, you know, it's nothing weird, but like, that's a weird hour to be replying. Like, it's just, you never know how someone may take it, even if you trust them. And so I just like to be considerate of someone's interpretations. I don't want to make my friends uncomfortable. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. So let's just do it the tactful way and just let's not be DMing nobody that we shouldn't be DMing at a certain hour. And maybe I'm overly traditional for thinking that way, but it's just like, it's, it's your opinion i just like we just agree to disagree and i just you know it's just i just don't think it's immature or like a sign of distrust i just think that's a boundary i would have 
hit his ass with the question mark if I didn't know, I would have still said something to Candace, hey, because of the position that they're in, like me and Candace not friends like that. So I could understand why you felt the need to say something in a way that I brought up that she should have brought it to Candace earlier. But I feel like the way in which she took it out of context and like Candace being like, bitch, like, I don't care. Like that nigga work at a club. He saw that you were out. He replied to your story. Like it wasn't anything like that. I felt Candace in that consent because it's like, he don't look at you like that. He looks at you all like a sister. So I'm not concerned about him saying something to you that late at night. Now, if he was on some weird shit, then yeah, I would take a problem with it. Boundaries are not like, if you cool with my nigga, you cool with my nigga. And if that's y'all boundary, then cool. I'm gonna make sure that don't happen. And he needs to know going forward, not to write you in that manner. And that's how you resolve it. But I feel like to just, be like oh like I don't want you like I don't I, I feel like very little bothers me and that might be a problem in regards to a relationship but I just the next question is have you ever experienced being responsible for a significant amount of your partner's growth just for y'all just for you all to break up and the next person reap the benefits yeah but not really um I'll keep mine short like I did try to instill a lot of things into him and challenge his growth. And I feel like he was receptive to some of it, not all of it. I mean, he ended up cheating anyway and like dating the girls. I don't, I don't feel like that nigga really ever really growed anyway. So like, did we, did we leave the same nigga? No. <laughs> so our answer is literally the same for that. I feel like, how can I say this? It's very black and white with me. You can look at my face. You will never have to question how I feel about you because it be written over my energy. When I cut niggas off, I don't give a fuck about what you got going on. Somebody got to literally bring what you're doing, who you're doing to my front doorstep and tell me about it in order for me to know. I won't even say for me to care, but for me to know. Personally, I feel like, and I'm not saying almost literally every nigga with the exception of one that I've dealt with in the past, None of the niggas have matured because the way that I feel like if I blink in their direction, they're going to be like, she looked at me, she said something, she said something. Like, so you have, you really haven't learned your lesson because most of them are probably either in new relationships or dating or married or whatever. So I'm with you with like, how much did you really learn if you were a cheater with me? And if I blink at you, you would be a cheater to her. So did you really grow? As far as I feel like expanding niggas' emotional capacity, um, getting niggas on their business shit, for sure. I know that they left me with those traits because I don't like no bum broke ass nigga. Now, what they choose to do after they leave me ain't my business. Because the nigga who I'm still concerned about myself with, I haven't let go of. And that's just that. So I know that I'm probably responsible for maybe some parts of a way that a man has grown. But I've never watched a bitch reap the benefits. Because I feel like if I could still unblock and reach that man and take him from you, what benefits are you really reaping if I could get him back? Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about that. Anyways, on to what was said so weedy, where we share our favorite tweets of the week. 
I already have mine's ready. Do you have yours? Yep. All right. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I have five, so you decide. Oh, shit. Um, it was a long episode. I'm not going to hold you. I don't really think I narrowed them down. So since you already sound like you have your solid five, I'm going to let you go first. All right. So my first one is by at Robin D. Marley underscore. It says, not Robin checking Giselle. We have entered a new era, folks. And it seems like you already know what the meme is with Monique so (laughs) that was one of mine my second one is by at duke ellington 91 Giselle waited five months to tell candace a whole bunch of nothing because that's exactly what it was like you was just in a room alone with him and that so now i only got four okay you might not have any by the time i'm done but my third one is by at chile c-h-i-l-l-a-e underscore ashley and giselle wrong for what they're trying to insinuate about chris all chris do is cook support candace defend candace and argue with candace he does not want either of y'all and is not a creep and i agree with that because i was talking to one of my friends about the show she's like i always felt weird about chris i'm like what like girl chris don't want them like that's just not who he is um does he need some sunscreen and some moisturizer absolutely but I don't think he wants her girlfriends. Uh, my no. fourth one is at by at full underscore girl. Giselle couldn't say anything to me about husbands. I would just say, remember Monique's binder every single time. And it's from Ned Declassified. Mm-hmm. Shut your ass up. <laughs> you know what it is. And then my last one is at, is by at dine with Danny. What is wrong with Karen throwing her springtime party in the Mexican restaurant? Giselle, you had a party in an unfinished driveway and we will never forget that weird ass clusterfuck up a fucking party with fucking construction dust and every else, everything else in everybody's fucking face. But that's all I got. All right. So now that you've read off most of mine, my tweets of the week, I have from Mavs and from... Um, What's the damn show called? Real Housewives of Potomac. So my first one from Potomac is from Sea Watches Reality. And it says, Giselle doesn't realize how she would actually be interesting if we saw her date or spend time with her daughters and parents. She has an interesting home life, but chooses to hyper-focus on everyone else's lives, a loser at her core. And that's just truly how I feel about Giselle. Giselle is a loser-ass bitch who is always invasive as fuck and has nothing going on of her own, so she meddles in other people's business. She's so fucking irritating. I cannot stand her. Anyways, so my next tweet of the week is, well, the rest of them are from Mavs, and it says, it's from Moni Love underscore. And it says, I feel like Nate has been really vulnerable plus transparent and actively working to show his commitment. But Stasha is so stuck on wanting to hear I love you that she's dismissing all the ways he's showing love through his actions. Thank I cannot you, express man. that enough. She is so fucking irritating, girl. Like you, he's been showing you. I don't know what, what more do you want from me? I didn't even do no math tweets. So, um, my next one is from Pat Hill 915. And she says, maybe Nate should hold on to his apartment for a minute like the lady did in the last season of Mavs. No, that's not the best idea, but it may make him feel better. Sure, Stasia won't like it. 
who gives a fuck? I'm all about stability. I say it all the time. If I ever could not afford to live on my own, I will go down to the Olive Gospel home before I move back home. My stability and how I'm able to function in my own space means so much to my mental health and being somewhere where I feel uncomfortable is unproductive to me being productive. So Nate definitely need to hold on to that apartment so he figure out what the hell is going on with him and Stasia because her moves, like you said, it does seem very threatening. Like, bitch, if we don't get along, then you're gonna have to get the fuck out because if you feel like somebody's not gonna love you, why would you want them to still live in your home? Mm-hmm. So the next tweet is from T Marie 2881. It says, when Nate said, I don't love you, it's been two months. I felt that he a real one, period. If I don't love you, you're not gonna force me to tell you that. Nigga, you can start talking about how y'all gonna share finances, bitch. I ain't share my bank account information with a nigga that I was dating for two years. You talking about sharing it with somebody that you known for seven weeks? Are you dumb? Somebody who told you that he sold fake shit? You don't think he ain't gonna hit DH gate on your shit, girl? Hell no. I need more trust before we start sharing bank account information. Just because we're married, we're also in a relationship that's new. You can treat it like it's a relationship, although y'all are married. She's doing too much. My yeah. last one, this is my fifth and final one. Not it's also from Az, and it says, under, it's from underscore kiss my Reese. And she says, I choose happiness over marriage any day. Baby, that's a word. Nate is quietly getting her together. He was not quietly, he loudly gathered her ass. And I appreciated every single moment of that. Boom. So that was <laughs> it for my tweets of the week. Um, you guys know we have a take a shot. We don't have anything from Mavs. I just feel like, um just get fucked up it's decision day we've been waiting on this i'm ready to usher this season out i'm with princess i'm ready for the season finale not the season finale the reunion so we can really get into the the real giggy on it and the mess after they've seen the way that they've shown their ass this season i'm so excited for the reunion for math season five but our take a shots will go towards the uh, Potomac episode next Monday so we want you guys to take a shot anytime Giselle stirs up some mess so that means go ahead and prepare for alcohol poisoning Karen shades Sharice Candace and Chris Baker and Ashley says Michael so in other words princess did these take a shot so she would like for you guys to be at the ER by the time the episode is over with so let's go ahead and have 911 on speed now if you have right. an iPhone you actually hold the power button it would actually call the police for you I found that out accidentally by being drunk. Cheers. So that's it. All right, y'all. We will talk to y'all on the next episode. Thank y'all for fucking with us as always. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, preferably a five. As we said earlier, we love hearing you guys' feedback, but you don't have no closing news. I ain't got no closing news. So bye. Bye.